the last thing we're discussing was that the water in someone's private well could only go as far as the owner of the well. And if it was the well of Oleh Babel, then you could take it as far as the person who filled it up. And we got into a question, uh, if a person filled up water from that well of Oleh Babel for someone else, does it go by the person who filled it up or do we go as far as the person it was filled up for? And we saw the mahluki between Rav Nahman and Rav Sheshat. Rav Nahman saying we go by who it was filled up for and Rav Sheshat says it goes by the person who uh, it was pick, who picked it up, and we ended up explaining that the the mahluk it all comes down to if a person picked up a lost object for a friend. Rav Sheshat felt that the person picking it up is the one who's okay, and Rav Nachman felt no, it goes by who you picked it up for. And with that, we are starting Lametet Amud Bet, three lines from the bottom by the Mishnah. Mishehayu perotav bi'iraheret. A person had fruit in a different uh, city uh, when the beginning of Shabbat, and and the people of the city made na'iruf tehumin, so this way they could bring his fruits to him. Lo they shouldn't bring it to him because these fruits go by the owner, and if he didn't do the na'iruf, then he they can't carry his fruits. And if he did Ayruv, then Perotav Kamo, then his fruits go as far as he's allowed to go, wherever his boundaries are, that's uh, that's uh, where his fruits can go. And another din, Mishazimen, it's lower. Him, a person invited the guests over from a different city, and the only way they could get them is with this Ayruv. After they finish eating, they shouldn't take uh, things from wherever they ate and walk all the way back to their city. Unless the Baalabite who invited them over acquired the present or the gift, whatever he was planning on giving them, if he was planning to give it to him, if he actually did some sort of zikui, then they can take it home on Yom Tov. And the Gemara starts, Itmar. A person told his friend to watch fruits for him. Rav says we go by the person who is watching right now the, the fruits. We go by the owner of the fruits. So, we could say that Rav and Shmuel go according to their uh, reasoning, their ma'ashitah this is in regards to a person who put his things in someone else's yard without permission. If the owner's things destroyed the other person's things, he's patur, because the person had no permission. And if the other person's things destroyed the, the owner's things, then he has to pay. However, but if the person had permission to put it inside, then the owner uh, took responsibility, and if his things or his animal or his child ru- uh, destroys the the person's things, he'd be hayav. And Rabbi Omer le'olam eno hayav alav ba'alabayit lishmor. The owner of the hatzer is not hayav until he specifically agrees to watching the other person's things. And on that sugya, ve'amar vunam arav halacha k'divrei hachamim. Rav over there said the halacha is like Tanakama, that as long as he had permission to put the stuff in, he'd be hayav. The owner would be hayav. And Shmuel amar halacha k'ribi that the owner actually has to agree to it. So lema 
Rav de Amar Kerabanan, Ushmuel de Amar Kerabi, let's say Rav who said that we go by the watcher, in our case with the person watching the fruits, he holds like Rabbanan that once something goes into someone's field, we go by the owner of the field or the owner of the yard. And Shmuel who said when watching the fruits, we go by the person, the, the owner of the fruits. He holds like Rabbi that the owner of the field actually has to agree to watching the field. Otherwise, it's in the hands of the original owner who put it in there. So, Rav says, no. When I said that fruits that are given over to someone to watch over, we go by the watcher. I even hold according to Rabbi in that case of person putting his fruits into someone else's field. Because Adkan Lokam the only reason Rabbi over there said that you need a specific agreement from the owner of the field or the yard to watch the other person's things is because the Bistama Lokabila because a normal person doesn't just accept responsibility on stuff. Uh, to watch over them. He has to actually agree. When you're watching the fruits, you're, he accepted watching over them, meaning you gave it to him, he accepted it. That uh, that sounds like it was specifically done. So it's a totally different case. And when I said we go by the owner when it comes to watching the fruit, that even goes according to Rabbanan who hold by when putting when someone put uh, some his stuff in someone else's field with permission, that's like the owner of the yard agreeing to watch over them. With the yard case, the only reason Hachamim said that the 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 owner of the field is now the watcher. The owner of, let's say, the cow. Let's say a person gave the he put a cow in someone's field. He'd rather the the owner of the field take charge of that uh, of that cow because if it ruins something, it's not his responsibility anymore. It's the owner of the field's responsibility. However, in the case of here with the fruits, does he really want his fruits to be in someone else's uh, ownership, under someone else's uh, jurisdiction? And that would cause him not to be able to carry it home on the holiday? So Rav and Shmuel are basically saying that the mahloket between Tanakama and Rabbi is not our mahloket. We can both be according to both of them. So now the Gemara has a question on Rav. Tanan, we learned in, in Mishnah. If, a, if the owner of the fruits did Eruv, uh, this way he'd be able to take the fruits of a different city, his fruits go according to him. Now, and if you say we're going according to the watcher, like you want to say, Rav, if the owner of the fruits did Eruv, who cares? At the end of the day, they're not in his hands, they're by the person who's watching them. No, so Amaravuna, he had explained it. Amre Ben Rav, they explained the Ben Midrash of Rav. We're not talking about a classic case where someone's watching. Rather, the watcher didn't really uh, agree to watching. He just left them a corner in his house somewhere. Do you leave your stuff there? Meaning they're not in, the, they're not on my possession. They're still in your possession. Just I gave you a place in my house to uh, to, to to keep it. So again, Tashema. Let's ask another question on Rav. 
A person invited guests from a different city. They came all the way to his house and he wants to give them food, take it back home. They're not allowed to take it back home unless the owner of the food uh, acquired it for them Now, and if we're going according to the person watching them if you were if you were acquired to them even through someone else they did a Kenyan firm whatever it was who cares at the end of the day the owner is watching it, the food in his house and it goes according to the watcher Rav. so what, what are you going to say about that the you know, we'd say over here, since you did a ziku, you acquired it, you gave it to someone else, and you did kinyan for them, it's as if he gave them that corner in the house, so it's really there, it's just, uh, it's in his house. Or, or you can always say, once you did the ziku, once you did the kinyan, you passed over a transaction, you did a mamasha transaction, then it's a totally different case, and they're allowed to take it wherever they want. And the Gemara says a story of Hana bar Hanilai Tala Bisra Dasha. He went to a different city during the holiday. The only way he would be able to go back home is through Nairuv. And he hung meat, I guess people gave him meat, and he hung it by the entrance to the door wherever he was staying. And Atale Kamid Ravunai came to Ravunai and he asked him, Can he take that meat back home to wherever he did the Iruv or not? And Amar then Ravuna told Rav Hana, "Iatalit, if you're the one who hung the meat, Zil Shekil, take the meat, go home. Ve'i inhu talulach, and if the people who you were staying by, your hosts, they're the ones who hung the meat for you, Lotishkol, you can't take it because it's theirs." And the Gemara asks about this heter that if uh, he hung it up himself, he's allowed to take it home. Ve'i ihu mishakil, and even if he hung it up himself, why is he allowed to take? And we learned, so we go by the person watching it. And if uh, it's by the host's house, then they're watching the meat, you can't take it. So Gemara says, no, the whole sugya of hanging it by the front of the door is different. It's like putting it in the corner since they never really accepted to watch over it. Now, going on to that uh, part that if the owners uh, put it put that meat by the door, then he can't take it home. So, Amar Lerav, he let Rav Asher, he let ask Rav Asher a question. And if they're the ones, the hosts hung the meat there for him by the door, he's not allowed to take it. Didn't we say that a bull that we're supposed to feed in order to fan it up so you could sell it on the holiday... It goes according to everyone, meaning since it's for a sale, we get, there's no specific home until it's sold, then it goes by whoever bought it. And you could say the same thing over here. Once they gave him the meat, he should be able to take it wherever he wants. And here's another thing. And Amar le Ravina le Ravashe, Ravina asked Ravashe a question. Ve'inu talu lelo shakil. How could you say that if they, the hosts hung it on the door for him, they, he can't take it? Ve'amar ababar barhana, amar bihanan. Halakha ke ribido sada. Halakha is like ribido sada. If there's one uh, shepherd in the entire city that everyone sends his stuff to, once uh, they give him the behemanium tov, it goes according to the ro'ayah, since it's automatically going to end up by him. It's like you already had in mind from Erev Yom Tov. And if that's the case, 
You could say the same idea, since the meat was hung there, we knew it was going to be for Rav Hana, and he should be able to take it. And even Rav Hashem self gets in on the action, and Amar le Rav Hashem Rav Kahana, ve'i inu talu le lo shakil niftahos, hung it, you know how to take the meat home, ve'atnan ha'behema ve'kelim, keragle ha'be'alim, animals and vessels go according to the owner. And if he's considered the owner, he should be able to take that meat to wherever he is. Ela, so the Gemara says, from all these questions, we have to say, Ela Shani, Rav Hana Bahanilai, the Gabarabahu. Rav Hana Bahanilai was a Adam Hashuv, Utrid Bishmate. He was busy with his uh, learning. He forgot uh, all his business dealings and were worried that he wasn't paying attention to the meat. And that's why Rav Huna didn't allow him to take it, meaning from Deen of Basar, Hanit Alem, Minha'ain. Meat that someone didn't pay attention to. We're always worried that maybe a goya switched it with not kosher meat. And this is what Rav Huna really meant to tell Rav Hana. If you hung that meat yourself, meaning you have a siman, you're paying attention to it. Mean you didn't take your attention off that meat, and therefore zil shekol go take it home. Not a problem. Meaning has nothing to do with uh, with Tchum, uh, not Tchum, who owns it. It has more to do with the Basami Ta'alim in Na'ayin. Ve'i inhu taluk. And if they hung the meat for you, that means you weren't paying attention. Masach you, you were you, your mind was off of it. And therefore, lo tishkol. Don't take it home because you weren't really paying attention to it. It could be switched with not kosher meat. Now, next Mishnah. En mashkin v'shohatin et amidbariyot. You're not allowed to give water or shecht the animals that were in the desert. The, meaning your mind was never on them, they're, therefore they're muktzeh. Aval mashkin v'shohatin et abaytot. But the ones that grow in the house, that are raised in the house, you could give them water, you could shecht them. Eluhen baytot. The following are ones that grow in the house. Halanot ba'iru. The ones that that sleep in the city. Midbariot. The desert ones are halanot ba'afar. The ones who sleep in the wilderness. And the Gemara asks a question. Lama lilemeimar mashkin v'shohatin. Why do you have to say uh, giving water and shechting? Meaning, what's the hidush of giving water? So the Gemara explains, They're coming to tell me one extra thing on the way. A person should first give water to the animal to drink before shechting it. Just makes it easier to skin. The following are wilderness animals that are muktzeh. And these are the ones that are in the city, the ones that are in the house that, that are mutar. Midbariot, the wilderness ones. Koshiot ot the ones that leave on Pesach, they go out of the wilderness. Veroot ba'afar, and they hang out in the wilderness outside the city. Venichnasot shona, and they come back to the city at the beginning of the rain season in Heshvan. Ve'eluhen baitot, and the following are the inside house ones, the ones that go graze outside at home, and they come back home at night, and they sleep within, within the city confines. And both things that you just mentioned are considered by taught for the house. The following are the wilderness ones. Any, any animal 
that grazes in the wilderness, and they don't come into the city, not in the summer, not in the winter, they're always outside the city, those are muktzeh kon terbi. Now the Gemara question, wait a second, does Rabbi even have this concept of muktzeh? Rabbi Shimon, the son of Rabbi, asked his father, Rabbi, Patsile Temara, dates, the type of dates that never fully ripen on a tree, you have to take them off, put them in a basket, and that's how they ripen. Rabbi Shimon, according to Rabbi Shimon, doesn't have this concept of Mukse. Are these allowed to be eaten on Yom Tov or not? And Amar Lo and Rabbi told his son Rabbi Shimon and Muktzel Rabbi Shimon Ela Gerogerot Vetsimukin Bilvad. The only type of Muktzel Rabbi Shimon has is raisins and uh, figs that are somewhat uh, somewhere in between uh, uh, wet and dry. In both cases, the person pushed them away. He put them in a basket, getting ready to dry. Uh, you put them on the roof, and they're not edible. And once you push them with your own hand, that you, the one who made them mukze. So only that's the only type of mukze that Rabbi Shimon has, where you push them away. And what we see from here that he explains that Rabbi Shimon doesn't have mukze at all. So that means he doesn't have mukze either. So the Gemara gives three answers. Number one, These animals that are out in the wilderness, they don't come to the city at all, period. They're considered like raisins, like those uh, figs that are somewhat in the middle over there. They're not dry, they're not uh, wet. It's as if you push them away with your own two hands because your mind was never on shechting them. Answer number two, you could say, He's just explaining Rabbi Shimon's shita when it comes to Muktzeh, and he doesn't know all of that. Maybe according to him, there is this concept of Muktzeh. According to Rabbi Shimon, there's no concept of Muktzeh. He's just explaining to him. Or you could say he really holds the like Rabbi Shimon. And when he was talking according to the shita of Hachamim, meaning, according to me, I hold like Rabbi Shimon, and Muktzeh, there's no Muktzeh period. But according to you, at least admit to me, they go out uh, to the outside the city uh, during Pesach season, and they come back by the rainy season, they're considered uh, inside uh, the house type of animals, and they're not Muktzeh. Rabbanan told them, no, they're considered midbariyotin. They're that's considered outside wilderness animals, and they would be considered mukze. Hadran alach meshilin perot uslika masechet betza mabruk mazaltov. It was a pleasure to be involved in halchot yom tov, especially during the yom tov season. And bezrat Hashem niskel leyom shekulot tov when the Mashiach comes, and we'll be together in the Beit Hamikdash.